Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen with the Makers of Minnesota, and I am going to help you with your strategy for your business in 2021. Are you dreading social media and not sure when you should be posting on Facebook or Instagram? Or maybe you want to reach out to some influencers, but you don't know how to do it. Or maybe you just want someone to actually use your product and create some recipes for you. I am your gal. I've been developing lots of relationships over at stephaniesdish.com, and I can help you get your product into the hands of people that are going to use it and create influence and create buying patterns for people that you can count on as new customers. 2021 is going to get all of a sudden ramped up, and we're going to be moving real fast to capture some of the business opportunities that we lost in 2020. Don't be left out on the cold. Have new followers and new pairs of eyes on your product now. Give me a shout. I'd be happy to help you. I'm at S Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, marketing at gmail.com. It's S Hansen, marketing at gmail.com for small business marketing, for things like social media, recipe development, influencer posting, and just general PR help and getting the word out about your products. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we're talking to cool people that are doing cool things. My guest today is Tim White, and he is the inventor of a very cool little packet. And this packet is about, I don't know, two and a half inches wide and about three inches long. And it is inside this packet that you will find the crud cloth. And it's funny, Tim, that you reached out to me Right about the same time as I was working with some folks um, that are up north and have a place called True North Base Camp, that is a, um, it's a camp, but they don't have, they have like a, a facility that has washrooms and showers. And as I was talking to them, I was thinking that your invention would be perfect for this. And I also am a van person. So I have a van that has a shower in it, but we, uh, use sort of on the go refreshing wipes. And so your product really struck home with me. Um, Do you want to describe crud cloth as the inventor and not have me describe it? Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. And, And that's a perfect example. My daughters and I camp there often and uh, ironically, due to COVID, we brought a bunch of crud cloths and use those instead of the showers. So sure. It's a great example. I'm glad you thought of us. I did. But yeah, so crud cloth is an instant shower in a bag. And what we tried to do was replicate as best as possible taking that shower experience on the road. So it's a convenient package for anybody that is too dirty for wipes, but, uh, you know, it doesn't have a shower available. And how does the technology work? Because you look at it and it's sort of like this watery substance. And then there's a little washcloth in there that gets bigger. Yeah. Uh, So if you've ever used an instant ice pack for injuries where you pop an inner pod and then mix it around, that's essentially what we're doing. But now we've got a water and soap pod with just the right amount of soap so that you know, you clean yourself, but you don't feel sticky afterwards. Anyway, you smack the thing, you squish it around to wet the cotton washcloth, which is a full size 12 inch 
a square washcloth, better than what I had in college <laughs> growing up. And then uh, you tear open the bag and you clean yourself head to toe. Uh, generally one crud cloth is good enough for your entire body. And then still has enough power to clean your gear. So take it and clean your bike, clean your motorcycle, your ATV, uh, whatever you'd like, and then stuff it back in the bag so that you can take it home and you can launder it and you can use it as a rag over and over again. Um, one of the, a friend of mine, we have a cabin in Ely and she has a cabin too, but they don't have running water at their cabin. It's a lot more rustic affair. So <laughs> I had four of these. So I gave two to her and her husband and they had done a bunch of burning and clearing. And I came over there and she was like, look at this. And she showed me the cloth. It was just filthy. She was like, do you think I can wash it? I was like, yes, by all means you should wash it. And I did love that because at first I was like, well, I wonder if it's reusable. Yeah. We wanted something to be more sustainable than a wipe product. You know, I've, I've been an athlete for uh, you know, as long as I can remember. And this is a pretty common problem for athletes or, or outdoorsmen. When you finish an activity, how do you clean up? And uh, you, a lot of times too, you have to run another errand or you have a nice vehicle you don't wanna get into, or you know, your kids stink after hockey practice and you need to go to church, you know, whatever it may be. And uh, wipes just really weren't cutting it as far as really giving you that shower feel. And they're also quite wasteful. You know, after a mountain bike race, I would generally use about 12 baby wipes. And then yep. what do you do with them afterwards? You throw them away. And actually half the time they were dry by the time you want to use them because they've been sitting in your car. So, you know, I figured there had to be a better way. And, you know, so you can put one of these in your car and it'll stay fresh indefinitely until you need it. How much are they? And do you sell them like individually or can you buy like a multi-pack? Yeah. Uh, so we want to give customers options. So you can buy a five pack and that's typically how most people buy our products. So it's uh, five for $16. Sorry, I was getting my math screwed up there. So about $3.20 a piece if you buy them in bulk or you can buy them individually if you want to kind of mix and match or just give it a try. And those are $4 each. And that's consistent pricing online or through our retailers. And you can buy them online at krugcloth.com, but where are you at retail at this point? And has, do you have like a idea in your mind of which channel you think will end up being your best? Well, that keeps changing. It's an evolving model. You know, we originally thought that bike shops were going to be our, our primary retailer and, and they've been great now. COVID, and that might be a whole other topic, uh, has thrown that retailer mix a little bit out of whack. Uh, but so bike shops is really where we got started. Uh, then we had some yoga studios take interest uh, that didn't have shower facilities for uh, people practicing. Uh, and then a dog groomer picked them up because they're perfect for pets, uh, for muddy paws, et cetera, before you get back in the car. We uh, also were up in Ely at some outfitters up there. Um, so it's really kind of evolved over time. We didn't really anticipate anything larger than originally that mountain bike market. Uh, but now we're even, and something we can talk about a little later, we're, we're partnering with nonprofits uh, with homeless populations because this is a pretty persistent need for hygiene uh, 
you know, it isn't just for affluent people that can afford a crud cloth after a bike ride. Yeah, it's so interesting. And when you, I mean, there's the whole like RV market, the van people, the tent camping. My daughter is a, a YWCA B or BWCA kid from Camp Widgeywagen. And I mean, there really is a lot of markets for this. Had you invented other things or tell me how you found your way to this? Yeah, I'm a serial entrepreneur. And, of course and, you are. Uh, inventor. I'm a mechanical engineer by degree. And ever since I was a little kid, I've been inventing. In fact, my first invention was for my father when I think it was around five or six. He kept losing his fishing pole uh, because he was a musky fisherman. And after a while of casting, you just kind of lose your grip. So I invented a bracelet tether for his fishing pole. And uh, he, he's used it ever since. He's never lost another fishing pole. So kind of had the bug from early on. Uh, and then actually starting businesses. This is my sixth now and uh, really enjoy getting something started from nothing, uh, whether it's been in my full-time role as a, a engineer or as a private entrepreneur. Just before this business, I actually ran an organic microgreen subscription service that I, I started with my daughters who at the time were probably five and seven to really teach them about the responsibility of being an entrepreneur and, and having customers that were interested in getting microgreens from you weekly. So this is, you know, a continuation of that bug that I've always had. Subscription services. Did you sell that business or? I did. Yeah. It's called Little Sprouts Farm in Wisconsin. Okay. And so many like subscription businesses have blossomed during this whole coronavirus pandemic. Um, is this your side hustle or is this your full time now? Well, it's a side hustle. So I work for the University of Minnesota and, uh, you know, kind of ironically, I, I suppose, but I, I support entrepreneurs with the university. So if any faculty or staff has uh, interest in uh, you know, launching a business based on the technology that they've developed, I help them with that. Uh, so it's just a natural fit that, you know, I would have these interests on my own yeah. as well. Do you do that through the Carlson School? I didn't know such a thing existed. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's actually through, I'm in Duluth. Okay. So uh, I have affiliations with the Carlson School, but it's with the Technology Commercialization Office in the Twin Cities. I am their satellite officer for Duluth. And then I also help the Natural Resources Research Institute, which is part of the university system for their intellectual property and business development. So uh, yeah. a lot of different connections. And uh, I might be getting this wrong, but like I know just a little bit about the design and creation of apples and the mm -hmm. universities had a big hand in apples. And so in that instance, they help generate this um, this seed or this product, and then they are a partner in the profits and the marketing of it. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, that's how it works. And actually, I'm working right now on a hybrid, hybrid poplar tree program. Mm -hmm. So this is something that we've been working on for 20 years up at NRI. And we're to the point where we're going to start marketing it and licensing that species of that clone for uh, eventual use across the country. 
Why would someone want a hybrid poplar? Like what would the use be? <laughs> yeah, so it, it provides rapid uh, wood fibers. Okay. So for a while, it was really popular for uh, paper and pulp industry. Yeah. Uh, but now bioeconomy is growing larger than that. And so hybrid poplar is a really fast way to create a lot of wood. Cool. And it's uh, fairly easy to grow in places that a lot of trees don't want to grow. Oh, I love it. Um, I, I, at one point in this podcast, I think it was in year number one, I talked to a guy whose name was Paul and his last name starts with a D and it was kind of hard to pronounce, but he developed a soap molecule while he was working at the university. And, um, you know, you just don't think about that, but that was like a billion dollar idea, basically this new soap molecule. I have a whole new appreciation for soap molecules after testing so many of them for crud cloth and finding one that was a mild soap, but it would uh, you know, still do the job and didn't leave a sticky residue. <laughs> I appreciate um, what he did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you have this day job that's obviously fulfilling, and then you have side hustle upon side hustle. How do you balance your time? Like, do you have a set schedule of how, like, I know a lot of authors wake up and write from five to seven, and how do you do that? Well, I, I think, first of all, I have a very supportive wife and family, so that helps a ton. Um, and then I just work a lot. You know, I think that's a common trait you'll see with entrepreneurs. So I work full-time for the university. Uh, with Now with COVID, there's a little bit more flexibility to yeah. those hours, but it's pretty standard. And then uh, the evening hours are mine to work on crud cloth and then weekends as well. And I think also this year, I've been focusing on finding some help. So because we continue to grow year over year. And uh, where I'm weakest is in marketing and branding. And so I've hired a team to help me with that. And they're really crushing social media right now and creating really nice videos and, and stories for us to tell because, you know, those people in Ely that are using these camping have a much more interesting story to tell than I do. So uh, they're going to be amplifying it this year through a program we've started called Crud Club. So it's an ambassador program for people to start telling the story with us. Oh, I love that. And it's really smart. Um, Another client that I featured, a company called Coconut Whisk, did that. And it really gave them so many more legs and stories and tentacles with which to advance the product. So that was really smart. Um, When you decided that you were going to go out and hire some help, how did you, what criteria did you use or how did you find the right people to help? Because I think that's hard for entrepreneurs. It is. And and so part of my my full-time job is to build those networks and understand who's out there, what resources are available. So through the Small Business Development Center and the Entrepreneur Fund and, and other agencies in the area, I, I really got to know who's who in the Duluth area. And, and I'm a transplant, so I've only been here for about three years. So coming from Wisconsin and starting from scratch, I really needed to build that network and came to know some really talented uh, students that had graduated recently from UMD and they were looking for their first gig. So it was a really good kind of serendipitous moment for both organizations. I love it. I love it. I love Duluth. I part of one, I have a lot of jobs too. 
I'm a broadcaster. I have my own business. I am a recipe developer at stephaniesdish.com. I do all kinds of stuff. And one of the things um, that I work on is Art in Bayfront Park, which is an art festival that happens in Duluth in the bowl um, at Bayfront. And we didn't have it last year, obviously, because COVID, but I cannot wait to get back to. And Duluth has really, I mean, there's such a cool arts community and there's such a beautiful outdoor community, the people that really are there for the outdoors. Yeah, I actually moved to Duluth for the outdoors. Uh, you know, I, I love my job with the university, but that kind of came second. I, I had vacationed here five years ago with my wife and almost more of just like we're running out of ideas of where to go. And we just fell in love with it. And so we, we decided a couple of years ago when this job became available to move up here. And uh, it's really to be part of the outdoor community, whether that be COGS, which is the mountain bike community or the Duluth Ski Club. Or, there's no shortage of opportunities up here. Yeah, ski club. Do you have to ski at Spirit Mountain? We did last year. And, and now we're doing more cross country. Okay. Uh, and, you we're trying to find ways to get dirty and sweaty and, and cross-country skiing is a great way to do that. <laughs> oh, I just was at Denord um, up in Ely and they have cross-country ski trails right there. And my husband and I weren't really paying attention. And instead of the beginner trail, we ended up on the difficult trail. And for 50 <laughs> minutes, I didn't even ski because I fell down so much. I literally <laughs> felt like I hauled myself across the trail by the sheer width of strength of my arms and my poles. <laughs> But and, I, and I bet you were salty and sweaty afterwards. I really was. I yeah, really was yeah. and thought, oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I really like this product. I think there's a lot of uses for it. I'm excited about it. What if you were going to say you need help with next? Is there anything that like the community that listens, like maybe there's resources here? Are you looking for connections in any type of area? Well, I, that's, yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, I think what we do really well is product development and in innovation. And that's really, because that's what I've done my whole career and my whole life. But what we're not good at is getting the word out and, and getting, this is a disruptive product. You know, it, it's hard for people to grasp what it's capable of until they've try it, tried it. So I think that's the one thing I would just love for is the word of mouth and getting this out to people that you think might really benefit from it, whether it's your friends up in Ely that are doing a lot of outdoor work or somebody who's a hunter in Montana, or just please help us get that word out. Another, I don't know if you've thought about this, but as an entrepreneur, you probably have, you know, I was thinking like product extensions, but one of the things that I thought about it was I would have liked, I'd like almost a smaller version of it to keep in my purse because of all of COVID and trying, I'm washing my hands a lot more. Um, I would much rather use a product like this that I could rewash. And um, so maybe you've already thought about that, but I was yeah. something small, like that I could put in my purse. Yeah, we've got a whole roadmap in, in consideration. We actually have some SKUs that you probably hadn't seen either. We, uh, because of COVID, we came out with 70% uh, isopropyl alcohol. Yep. So there's no soap. And it, it was really uh, popular when people in Minnesota couldn't get any kind of alcohol wipes. Right. I, I had the foresight to buy mass quantities of isopropyl alcohol when I saw the pandemic coming. 
and and it's a great product because you could take it after grocery shopping you could wipe down your purse your hands your cell phone your steering wheel shopping cart whatever and reuse reuse it over and over again whereas a a wipe you tend to throw away um Smaller is definitely an option for us to move forward. Uh, we're trying to collect as much feedback as possible. So I guess that would be my second request is after you've tried the product, please let us know what you think because we can't innovate unless we hear from you. So uh, smaller, we've heard bigger too because some yeah. people you know, may have a very large dog that just one crud cloth isn't quite enough with all that hair. So um yeah, and, and then we're trying to focus because I'm still true to biking on some bicycle specific products that are I can't quite announce yet, but I, I think they're going to be really exciting. Another thing, and I guess maybe this was, but like phone wipes, there aren't really good wipes for your phone and your phone is so gross if you really start <laughs> to think about it. Yeah. So anyway, that would be my hope for you, my wishes, but I love yeah, the yeah. Keep it coming. Keep the ideas coming, please. Yeah, I love the product. I'm really excited for you. Thanks for being our guest today on Makers of Minnesota. It's fun to hear. And do you have any other, um, I ask people like if there's other entrepreneurs that they really admire or anybody up in the Duluth area that you think I should know about? Oh man, it's hard to narrow it down. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, there's a potter in Duluth, uh, Karin Kaler. Okay. I think it would be really interesting for you to talk to. I just met her the other day. She's really trying to innovate how the tools that are being used for pottery. And, and uh, so it started as a pottery business in Lincoln Park, and now it's growing from there. So that would be one I think would be worthwhile to reach yeah. out to. Um, another question for you, too, because you are in this entrepreneurial space, are there like books or podcasts that you think entrepreneurs that are or inventors that are on their journey should be following or reading yeah and first let me correct it's karen kramer i just had to look kramer. My, okay my no book problem. here real quick so yeah um you know i'm a huge fan of simon sinek's work uh, if you've listened to his podcast or his youtube videos uh, where he really tries to help people especially engineers tend to focus more on the what and not on the why. And, and that's really been helpful to me because crud cloth, while it's a cool uh, washcloth, but what, what it really is, it's just empowering people to be adventurous without getting, the fear of getting dirty. And so he's helped me kind of frame things up, like why does this matter? And, and then the what comes secondarily. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And what is the name of the podcast? Do you remember? Uh, I, he's just got a whole bunch of them, okay. uh, Simon Sinek. And right now his big thing is on the infinite game. So you can search on that. Uh, it's about how all entrepreneurs need to be focused on very long-term objectives and not just short-term wins. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do as an entrepreneur, isn't it? Because you're being pulled in so many directions in the short term. Yeah. Especially with COVID and all the chaos that ensues. Uh, it's But it's worth listening to. I encourage you listeners to take a look. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining me today. It's Tim White. It's Craig Cloth. Uh, buy them online and give them a shout and let you let them know what you think. And if you uh, ever need a delivery up in Ely way, just give me a shout. I'll bring them up there for you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks, Tim. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.